Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at HMNpodcast.com. Hey, Matt. Oh, my God. We're in the thick of it, dude. We're ready. Oh, my God. We are. It's Christmas. Christmas. All right. So usually I'm the one making you listen to an album that you've never heard. Yeah. So I was aware of A Rosy Christmas because I, like almost any other human being in 1999, was overly charmed by Rosie O'Donnell's daytime talk show, and it was one of the highlights of when I was homesick from school. Dude, 100%. Dude, oh my god, the... This is one of those things that if Rosie O'Donnell did not have a Christmas album, I can guarantee you I would still be sitting here going... Yeah, for some reason, Rosie O'Donnell makes me think of Christmas. Yeah. I think it's just the like, like when I could watch it, it was always around that time of year because we're off school for like two weeks. You're watching that every morning. Recorded in New York, where every one of those fucking talk shows was is recorded or was recorded. And it, it just gives me those vibes so in i think what is it is it 99 when this came it's like out? 99 2000 which is so important distinction which yeah. I, I i wouldn't say important distinction interesting distinction was that i realized oh this is like a still in the closet rosie o'donnell at this yes. point. she didn't come out yes. until 2002 Correct. um i'm sure that by now there was maybe suspicions yeah it's like oh she like hasn't really ever been photographed with like a guy like like yeah. it's like that that very uh I mean we are we are weird pariahs for celebrities lives in general but like yeah. 99 2000 it was it was insane how much we needed to know every like yeah. detail of of a celebrity's yeah. life but that was dude, just like you a- and I are still dude I said I sent Matt Kelly a TikTok earlier and it's so funny because it does coincide with this album it's Kathy Griffith like now and, just like kind of drunk at a party. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And they're at like a dinner table and it they're going around and it's like it's her, 
Rosie O'Donnell, the mom from Third Rock from the Sun that I can't remember her name, uh, Nick Offerman. I mean, I didn't even notice the people around her, honestly. When I yeah. clicked into it, I was just like, why is he sending me this? I was so Oh, confused. so you didn't watch the whole thing? No, I watched the whole thing. I was just so thrown off by it. I was like, this it is just, the weirdest video someone just, sent me in a while. Felt like, it felt like a dinner party that you and I would be like, well, this is weird, but yeah. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that that's fair. I'd I'm like, glad to be here. And it's, it's like... A lot of the people besides Nick Offerman are like people we kind of grew up watching. Yeah. In that like late 90s, early 2000s space. And I thought it coincided so well with this. And it took me back to that time where we were so like inundated with celebrity gossip and celebrity news we still are and it's really weird that it feels like we were more so back then yeah no that we were lacking like social media yeah that's fucking strange honestly but let's i want to know about your history with yeah. this specific album first and foremost okay so, so rosie o'donnell uh the talk show was something that my mom and i would watch all the time. And for some reason, my mom bought this CD. I can't remember back, like, why I think it was just... We loved the Rosie O'Donnell Elmo stuff. Remember that, like, weird time period where Elmo just popped up on, like, every episode of Rosie O'Donnell? That doesn't age well. I just want to put that out there. That that the guy doing the voice of Elmo at the time... That does not age well, so I just want to get that out there. But we bonded over that a lot. Like, I loved Elmo. Dude, I was seven years old at the time. I was born in 92. It was right up my alley. So when this album came out, my mom picked it up, and funny enough, the song I fell in love with is a song that I hate now. It is the Do You Hear What I Hear with Elmo and Rosie O'Donnell. So here's the thing. We will... We'll get there because <laughs> I I did this Dylan style where I yeah. listened to the album and I wrote my one sentence thought as I was listening to the song. Yeah. Um. But okay, so it's a sweet memory. So this is great yeah. because this the the album that I will be discussing during this holiday season is also tied to some very sweet nostalgic yeah. memories for me. It's just this album is also like a who's who was who was popular at the time, and honestly, a lot of them still are. But, like, my mom also, huge Cher fan. So, like, I heard we'll, that... again, we will fucking yeah. get there. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Like, everything that, that is tied to this album is definitely goes back to my mom. And uh, shout out to her for being absolutely amazing. And um, this this record is... I, I Unlike some of the other stuff I've shown you where I'll be like, oh, it's so good, dude. Like, I know that some of this album is not good, but there are certain standouts that I'm like, I need to listen to it around this time of year, even if yeah. it's not great. So here's, uh, real quick, uh, for people who maybe this is their first episode they're listening, uh, the way that I do Christmas music in my yeah. car and in my life is that I have, an, I have a giant playlist of Christmas songs. And I load it onto an iPod on November 1st, and mm-hmm. I just have that thing shuffled. And then literally every day, because I'm insane, every day I plug in <laughs> the iPod, I look at what songs I listen to, and I will delete the ones that I'm like, one was enough. And like, yeah. and I'm constantly narrowing down the playlist to like when we get to the week 
of Christmas. It's just like straight Christmas bangers that like I've heard like 15 times and could hear like 15 more times. Um, And the reason I'm explaining that is that I do have a metric of like, would this have gotten more than one play on the iPod? Yeah. Before we get into it, are there songs from this album that are getting put on your playlist? Oh, I will probably seek out this album to add into my playlist. Hell yeah. Uh, We still have a physical copy around here somewhere. There's there's nothing that I hate it so much that I never want to hear it again. Oh, I'll sweet. say that good. Right. That's good. I like that. I like we're we're going into a we're kicking off the Christmas season with positivity here. Positivity. I love it. So I, love we, it. I will say there's a sequel to this album, Another Rosy Christmas. I know nothing about that. I album. clicked into it out of curiosity yesterday and saw the second track with Smash Mouth and said, "Ooh, we'll do this one year." <laughs> 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 I'm sure we will. Um, it was literally dropped a year later. Just riding that high of the Rosie O'Donnell show, yeah, man. It yeah. Was... So I I don't know anything about that record. I will say what we need to happen is we need Rosie O'Donnell and AEW to have a partnership so we can get a Rosie and MJF Christmas song. All right. Let's let's come down on the wrestle talk just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so come on, man. He was on the show before. I know. All right, so <laughs> you are my sunshine. So we kick this bad boy off with track one. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to Two Dollar Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Two Dollar Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. The hardest track to find on streaming services for unknown reasons. Uh, Celine Dion, The Magic of Christmas Day. So I wrote down, not on Spotify, so not sure if the album version has Rosie singing on it as well, but I enjoyed the version that I found on YouTube. Celine has such an undeniable voice. Uh, I really, really liked this song, actually, and was bummed that it wasn't available on Spotify for me to put on the Spotify Christmas playlist that I have. Yeah. Because this is a gorgeous Christmas song, and I do think I vaguely remember this i feel like it was released as like the single of the album or something it was definitely on the radio a little bit this is the song that like when i hear it when this song kicks in i always picture it's turned up so fucking loud that it wakes me up because my mom is ready to start cleaning downstairs yeah like like she's like she puts this song on and all i hear is boom boom and I'm like, oh my god! I can't. It's like fucking 8:30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh fuck! 
all right, I guess we're cleaning today. Yeah. And, and mom would either put, but like in later years, of course, it was the iPod, but she would put the CD on and it was, it was time to go, man. And in the, uh, actual, uh, the studio version, Rosie sings a little bit, um, much like every track on this album. Her like insistence to be on every single track of this album, I think is one of the strikes against the album. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be the Rosie Christmas album. <laughs> then, or maybe she like introduced each yeah, artist. She's like, I met this person. Look, the South Park kids didn't need to be on every Chef Aid track, but they're there sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's true. It's true. She does sing a little bit, but it doesn't. This is one where it doesn't take away from okay. it. I think she sings like maybe she does like a verse. And Rosie's not a bad singer. No, we'll get we'll get into it. I think that she obviously I did not hear the version with her on it for the yeah. Celine Dion. Song. And I, I will actually send it to you. There's a studio ver that studio version is on YouTube. Okay. Um and but, I found it, so I'll send it to you later. But the next two tracks, I would say her presence is more of a hindrance than a help. Share Christmas, baby, please come home. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. First things first, did not expect to love this cover as much as I did. This is a fucking <laughs> banger. This is like a club anthem. This Christmas, is like come home. It's so, so good. Can I just say, and I say this as respectful as possible, as someone who is very strongly a supporter of the LGBTQ community, um, and very very open with my own sexuality and sexual orientation. This is the gayest Christmas song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. I and love it's that we're absolutely just going full disco on this. Fabulous. Like for but the, real. But I will say that the strike on this is Rosie's like auto-tuned verses. Like I would just rather hear Cher continue to sing that shit. This is like this is peak ninety-nine Cher. Like where oh, every right single out. song was like Do you was just Leave me life after love. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just the same beat. I think they monster yeah. mashed it. Someone, like, someone pointed out the lyrics. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they pointed out that for years they thought it was "Do you believe in love after love?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I thought that for at least like <laughs> did you ten years?" I was like, "Life after love makes more sense, I guess." Oh but, my god, I absolutely adore yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I love Christmas, baby. Please come home. I think it is one of like the top oh, yeah. ten greatest Christmas songs of all time. Uh, there, yeah. I have yet to meet a version of this song that I have not loved. Um, this is the version of the... So, I think this might have been one of the the first versions of this song I remember hearing. Like, I'm sure I've heard... I heard the other versions as a kid. But, like, again, this is an album that my mom... At least the first half of the record, like, my mom played constantly like she was yeah. a huge share fan she saw share on her final tour in 2001 i think and she never toured again <laughs> after she that never toured again <laughs> so like that like my mom absolutely adored this record and this song like it's still going in my head and i'm like fucking vibing right now oh it's so good it, it puts me in a good mood yeah dude share and rosie perfect team Especially when you get Cher three quarters of that team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to another song that I think Rosie's presence kind of bums me out on is track three, 
Trisha Yearwood's Santa on the Rooftop. I don't know. I could live without Rosie doing like a faux country accent while singing. Uh, but my note was, this is fine. <laughs> I could yeah. I could stand to hear it one or two times at Christmas, but first song I'm not fully in love with so far. I will say there's, there is a decent like blend into each song. Like if you were to just listen to... Um, oh, I'm gonna the cover of disagree. And, really? Towards the, to, towards oh, towards the, the end. end. Okay, there I is, mean, like with there these is two a, tracks, there is a jarring change yeah. of genre. <laughs> but like, if you're talking about this, like the the last song ends, and then it's like, bam, and then we get right back into like the fucking dance groove for. for yeah. Santa no, on the, I saw Santa on the rooftop. <laughs> It's it's definitely one of the only songs that I have like no real emotional connection to yeah. either. So I'm like, all right, I got this song is not bringing me too much. Like, it's not yeah. even like an anti-country thing because I love '90s country. '90s country yeah. is like peak country to me. Give me all oh, the Garth yeah, Brooks and Alan Jackson hits that you can find. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this wasn't working for me. But next one, I am a lifelong Billy Joel fan. So Billy Joel doing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." pleasantly surprised by this and it's probably the first song that i think rosie's voice sounds perfectly suited it for. works you it know what works, i mean like man. when she does stuff that's jazzy she's she's in her wheelhouse she is not a yeah. pop singer no. and every time that she's singing on a pop track it is like ooh. <laughs> and you can hear that because they're like hey let's toss some auto-tune over there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like who was ever producing was like hey um it's not awful but we're gonna make it we're gonna make it sound better all yeah, right, we're gonna work with this. Yeah, and we're gonna we got, very, little little more robotic. But yeah, I uh, mean, here's the biggest problem I can say about this album is that I think for the most part there are two or three songs, the share song being one of them, where they stand out really well and they're doing something fun and interesting. But I think most of the best songs are also the safest covers <laughs> of yeah. those songs, like. There's not much to say about Billy Joel's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas because if you've heard anyone play Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas on piano, you've heard heard this already. And I think that's another issue with the record, um, listening to it as I'm older, is a lot of these songs, I'm like, yeah, I like this song. I like it a lot better when these other people do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And we'll get... there's, There's a couple where... The later half of this album has some really interesting calls, I will say. I, I think I, we're still in a in a good spot. Um, and like I said, I, I across the board liked every song on this, but there are some that I like a lot more than others. I will say I distinctly remember like when we would be cleaning the house, we would get to track like seven and then after track seven, my mom was like, All right, let's listen to something else. Yeah, we And just put something else. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, your nostalgia might end around track seven. Exactly. So like I'm I'm very curious. I know for a fact that one through seven, I I know those songs very well. The songs that come after that I I think I'm more or less in the same boat as you. Like I haven't yeah. listened to them. I've I've listened to them before, 
but I don't remember them very well. Everything up to this point, though, fucking classic Dylan. We're listening to this shit. Right. Track five. Eventually, we're gonna have to do NSYNC's "Home for Christmas." It's a it's a classic Christmas album. Yeah, it's got some of the best NSYNC Christmas songs you can imagine. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, oh, fucking banger. banger. You know what's banger. not a banger? What? Loves in our hearts on Christmas Day and having it <laughs> no. having it on both "Home for Christmas" and then just taking that exact same recording and having Rosie just awkwardly harmonize at certain parts. Yeah, is like this is the low point of this entire album in my book. I will say, so, like, I was, I was into, like, all the boy bands and stuff. I loved NSYNC. I loved Backstreet Boys. I thought the voices were gorgeous. I loved the the whole aesthetic. I was like, these guys are fucking cool. Yeah. They're slaying so much puss. And some of them probably were, but other ones maybe yeah. not too much. Yeah. God, I bet Lance Bass gets all the pussy. Like, <laughs> and then like oh Chris Kirkpatrick. But then even as a kid, you're like, but Chris Kirkpatrick's probably just driving the van. For yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was hype when I saw NSYNC was on this record as a kid. I'm like, yeah! This is gonna be a great song! I love that Merry Christmas Happy Holidays song! And this was the first song on the album that my mom skipped every single time. It's a snoozer, man. It is so not good. It's just... It's not, it's not even that it's bad. It's just like, every single song up to this point, besides Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which was still good, is like a like... Like we're all dancing and shit. We're like, yeah, it's fucking Christmas. And then this song's like, yeah, yeah this like, is bro. You know what I was talking about? One one play a year. That's what this. Song yeah, is. it about, gets it gets one, zero plays for Dylan. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> here we go. Number six, Elmo. Do you hear what I hear? What I do you hear what I hear? So this was my notes in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Which was, of course I'm gonna love this. Duh. And then <laughs> it keeps going. I'm like, man, this song just sucks in general. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like this song, this song is so like, how are you getting out? This is the best song you could find for fucking Elmo is like <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like there are thousands of upbeat, kid-friendly Christmas songs. I could hear Elmo singing, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like something that's like a child-friendly song. Yeah. This is the most religious, one of the most yeah. religious songs on the whole goddamn album. It is really, and I didn't think about that as a kid, like how such of a weird choice this is for Elmo <laughs> to get on this song. Because as a Yo, kid, Elmo, I was get like... get on this track. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, I'm like, yeah, Elmo's making weird fucking improv shit like it's great that's bigger than big bird (laughs) then you later figure out it's like i don't know what the fuck else elmo can do on this track (laughs) 
Elmo very confused. <laughs> That's pretty big, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, it is, Elmo. <laughs> It's happening, and it does like when I was again. This is all nostalgia bait. I loved this shit. I'm like all for it, and now I cannot make it a minute into this song no. before I'm well, like, get this shit off. Well, so so here's the irony. What I was expecting yeah. to bring me joy in my life was Elmo with Rosie O'Donnell singing. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> what actually brought some joy into my life was Gloria Estefan and Rosie singing I'm Gonna Eat for Christmas. Don't want tinsel, don't want bows, don't want Rudolph's shiny nose. I'm gonna eat for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I was so charmed by this song. Yeah. (laughs) So Gloria Estefan, I'm gonna eat this Christmas, or eat for Christmas. I'm gonna eat this Christmas. (laughs) I'm gonna eat this Christmas. Yeah. I've spent too many Christmases not eating. This year is finally happening. This is the one. But no, this song's uh, just it's a the, fun... like the real triggering like yeah, eating no. disorder jam. This is this is a great. If this was an EP, what a way to end the EP! Oh like, yeah, it's uh, it is it's a fun song. It's a short song. It's it's Rosie yep. doing what Rosie was best at doing in 1999. Yeah, for sure. It's like a parody jam, and it's, yeah. it's fun. Like it's 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 this song reminds me of Skank for Christmas yes, by Real Big exactly. Fish, where I'm like, that's you know, I dig this track. Yeah, like it's a this good is awesome. Time. Then we get into uh, Elton John White Christmas. We are officially reaching the point where I don't remember. Songs, okay, that's so. not a problem. So I wrote down, I dig this enough, but it's got that over the top late '90s adult contemporary production all over yeah. it. It reminds me of. Do you remember? Remember when the Hercules cartoon movie came out, and they had the song "Go the Distance." From yes, the movie. that's exactly and what this production is. And then they did the Michael Bolton version of "Go the Distance." Yeah. <laughs> that's what this sounds like. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Like Elton John no. is a, hot take. Elton John's a good singer. Like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, yeah. I feel like I'd rather hear Elmo sing "White Christmas" and Elton John sing "Do You Hear What I Hear" because I think that Elton would have done something cool and interesting with it and like Elmo's voice would have made sense on White Christmas. Yeah. Like, hear me out. We just get rid of Do You Hear What I Hear. That is and also we have an Elmo and Elton John singing White Christmas yes. together. <laughs> Perfect solution. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, it's tough because I feel like I'm breezing through a few of these but I also feel yeah. like it's like well, what else are we going to say? It's Elton John. Everyone knows who he is. It's exactly. White Christmas. Everyone knows this song. This album and we kind of said this at the top there's not bad songs on it it's just there's it's a lot of mediocre songs exactly on there's it. Yeah. forget there's these songs this song's really good i really like this and yeah it exists like and, and that's kind of what about, this is talking about yeah that exists because i do think that i have a lot to say about everything after this track yeah but uh darren hayes last christmas I just feel like 90% of the covers of Last Christmas sound exactly the same. Like, this is yeah. no different than 
a hundred other Last Christmas covers that I've heard, and I like that song. But it's I like, love that song. They took like a really weird route with this, where like the vocals sound the same but the beat with it is like a weird 90s trance beat this is this is like peak like we're gonna make techno very happening for mainstream audiences yes (laughs) and and then like i think people realize like no that's like not gonna be a thing um so that's kind of what we have here i don't i did not like darren hayes's vocals in this um, is very like this, and I just I wasn't into it. I do. We've talked about it before. Absolutely love the Wham, like the original Wham yeah. Jam. <laughs> Wham Jam. Thank you, ma'am. All right, next track. <laughs> all right, so Lauren Hill, Little Drummer Boy. This record is for all the kids out there who dream of a life better than the one they're living now. May God grant you the strength to know it gets better as you go on gotta believe in yourself i said i like the beat i could do without rosie's speech at the beginning of it lauren's voice is as perfect as it always is uh, it just sucks that it's to the song with some of the dumbest lyrics in christmas that's history. what i was gonna say i feel like you and i have talked about little drummer boy before and you don't like that song i right again i'm gonna throw this out there again put elmo on fucking little drummer boy where it has no real like the lyrics are nonsense he's a kids show character like it makes sense give lauren hill something like do you hear what i hear where it's like one of the best versions that song is whitney houston because whitney houston was able to like really fucking slay it with her vocal styling like i want to hear lauren hill's like slightly hip-hop infused do you hear what i hear i don't want to hear her slightly hip hop infused yeah. version of Little Drummer Boy, where no. half the time you've got one of the best singers of the '90s going "Perumpa Pum Pum," like no, yeah, like, yeah. it just it, makes it, no sense. I will <laughs> say, like one of the better renditions of this song that I've heard is Justin Bieber and Busta Rhymes doing. See, I believe little, that <laughs> Little Drummer Boy because. Oh. They added, they like added raps to it and everything else. Like they did something different where like, if you're just doing Little Drummer Boy, it, it's literally, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like the same three lines just repeated over and over it's, again. It's the coming told me, pum pum pum. Our finest gifts we bring, pum pum pum. Like it's, it's very, and then the yeah. a star, a star. Oh wait, or is that? Is that, no, that's not Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, it is. Okay, that is a Little is Drummer it? Boy. Yeah, a star, a star, dancing in the will bring us good. I think that's Do You Hear What I Hear. It is. <laughs> all these songs are the same. This is why I don't like the religious Christmas songs sometimes. they all. It's all about Are we stars. discovering we hate Christmas? Like, no, no, we're not. Okay, all right. I was getting right, scared there for a second. So you want to know what my favorite track on this entire album was? Is it the next one? It's track 11. Angelica Pickles, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Now, here's the thing I would actually prefer this without Angelica Pickles on this. Just as a straight up, like, we're doing a New Orleans jazz style, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, I was like all fucking in on it. I'm like, this is. Rosie's sounding her best because she's doing jazz stuff, which is like her wheelhouse. 
It's fun. It's upbeat. It's probably one of my favorite versions of I Saw Mommy Kiss and Santa Claus. It's just so poppy and dancey. And then you've just got Angelica Pickles ranting and raving in the bridge. And I was like, About Ugh. dumb babies. Yeah. I'm yeah, just like, Ugh. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Ugh. If, yeah. But if you took her out of it, I feel like it'd be like the standout track of the album in a weird way. Yeah. No, I can definitely hear that. Um, this is one of those songs that's right up there with uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer of songs that I can't stand around this season. Yeah. But this is probably one of the best versions of the song that I've heard. It's this um, in the fan mail app. Uh, yeah. punk cover from Happy Christmas yeah. Volume 2. <laughs> if we if we do remove the Angelica Pickles, I would say that that's kind of more of the downfall of this album. Is it is, is the forced interactions? It's <laughs> the forced interactions, and it's very much like, hey, this was big in 99, wasn't yeah, it? That, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the Angelica Pickles does not age as well as maybe this is Elton John very, and NSYNC. Yeah, like, this is a very of its time album. This shit sounds like a fucking fever dream also, if you were to describe it to people. Also, I feel like 99 is a little late for a Rugrats. Yeah, for Rugrats. Rugrats yeah, was I, like 93 or 92. Yeah, like, yeah. This is a show that's seven years old and probably about to wrap up. But yeah, dude. The, the weirdest transition, though, is going from... What I thought was the highs, I still say that, the heights yeah. of Mommy's Kiss and Santa Claus into Donny Osmond's Winter Wonderland. Ring. Where my very first note was, what the fuck is the instrumentation on this? Like, it is yeah. bizarre. And it's All like, right. Donny Osmond? We're bringing Donny Osmond into this 1999 record suddenly. So let me just say, I think the last three songs on this, I don't have any memory of. So I literally <laughs> just started playing it. Okay. Were you covering your mouth because you thought I was going to be like, this song fucking rips. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm, I need you to sit down and give me a second while I explain why this is the highlight of the entire record is Donny Osmond. <laughs> yeah. No, but I will say... That if you take the vocals off of this, I'm fucking for that instrumentation. Because, okay, hear me out. <laughs> You're hearing that instrumentation. Hey, pretty lady with the high heels on. <laughs> like, it is the way you make me feel. Yeah, like, I'm that's like, all why? it is. The way oh, why? you make why is me Winter feel? Wonderland sounding like a Michael Jackson B-side? Like, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. really turns me on. So, like, it's, it's... I don't it's, think I've heard this song ever. <laughs> I heard it last night at about 1230. I, I do want to talk about what I think is the last Dance truly me, good Donnie. song. God. <laughs> the last truly good song on this. Uh, Rosemary Clooney... So let's say here your favorite tracks on the album are much, very much like the jazzy tracks. It's the jazzy tracks and the share yeah. song. Yeah. Like the jazzy tracks and share. So Gloria Estefan, Angelica Pickles, <laughs> Rosemary Clooney, uh, Billy yeah. Joel, and then the share and Celine Dion. Those are like yeah. my, those are my heights on this. Are you a big Brian Seltzer guy? Like you, I am. Do you, do you really enjoy those records? I, I do I too. Do. 
I mean, I love Rosemary Clooney. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, one of the stars of White Christmas, a, yep. a film that we will for sure be covering one of these days on this podcast. Um, Is that also, coming this year? Do I need no, to set aside no, two no, hours? No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe next year. Um, okay. But also, like the vocalist on on some hit songs like "Hey Mambo," "Mambo Italiano," like "Yeah Mambo she, Number Five. Yes, no. <laughs> I mean, this is just good, upbeat. I feel like this could have even been the closer. And that is no yeah. disrespect to Billy Porter. With life so fragile and souls so lost. Just remember I mean, the man can sing, right? Yeah. And this, and this displays it. And my expectations were high because of how well Billy Porter can sing. Yes. But again, right back to what I was saying with Billy Joel, this is just such a by the books cover of Oh Holy Night with like no no surprises what not not a surprise to be found yeah. in this rendition of Oh Holy Night. This is the like high school draw like Christmas show where they just brought out the most talented singer in the school to sing yeah. Oh Holy Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh if I were to rearrange this album without eliminating any songs it would be to switch the last two at the very least yeah um just so we're kind of going out with a bang i don't think oh holy night my favorite version of oh holy night will always be eric cartman of course stumbling his way through oh holy night but other than that i mean it's just oh holy night i I don't know what else to say about it it does kind of the album does go out on a whimper honestly (laughs) (laughs) It, it very much does but that's okay yeah. So, like, did you enjoy your experience with I A Rosy Christmas? I am not lying when I said, like, I will probably go out and buy a physical copy of this and Hell yeah, dude. add it onto the Christmas playlist. Like, there are enough there are enough highs for me. The lows are mostly mid-range lows anyway. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's not it's not a home run. It doesn't have you know, we're going to be talking about another happy Christmas in a couple weeks. <laughs> Yay! Which is the one that's probably the most personal to me. Oh, I can't um, wait, dude. Oh, dude, that's I got that. You know how you have like certain albums where when you listen to it, you can like vividly put yourself back in the shoes yeah. of like the moment you were listening to it. Dude, I that's, got yelled at earlier this week because I I yelled at because I put my thoughts up on Facebook as I tend to do. It was 808s and Heartbreak weather, like Kanye yeah. West's 808s and Heartbreak. And I, whenever I listen to that album, it just takes me back to a very specific time. And it's always like that album came out in the winter. And as things are cooling off, that's what I listen to. And somebody was like, oh, it's yeah, that album sucks. I'm like, fuck off, man. Like this, that, that that's an album that I hold near and dear to my heart. It, yeah. And whenever I listen to it, it takes me back to a very specific time. Very and honestly, like that's that for you. That's the that's the Kanye album you think sucks. Not like pretty much everything that came out after my dark twisted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like that's the one that you're you're choosing. Have you heard Yeezus? Like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're not gonna talk about yeah, anything. You, you uh, check out Yay. I think we all just missed the fact that like kanye west got into a really horrific plane accident after dropping my beautiful twisted dark fantasy yeah and just and, he, he left yeah. a perfect legacy of five really yeah. great albums and- <laughs> exactly and uh he's not around anymore i wonder what happened to him yeah I'll all right so kanye happy west. christmas right. <laughs> volume three is is that it's that in I the docket I, it'll be I at really some point wait dude it's, it'll be some point but these are my favorite episodes honestly where we sit down and because it's fun to consume something and then we talk about it but i feel like with episodes like this or when we're covering like a 
Happy Christmas or with the Family Force 5 album where we sit and kind of listen to the tracks together yeah. and I'm hearing it as it's going. I it's, I, it's a, I like it's consuming a vibe, stuff with you, buddy. It's I a like vibe, consuming. man. It is. It is. All right. Well, uh, have a very rosy Christmas there, Dylan. Have a very, very rosy Christmas, Matt. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we friends the world got you down don't be sad listen to two dollar late fee with zach and dustin two dollar late fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment the 1980s we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today we also interview your favorite celebrities from that era all in the spirit of positivity and togetherness check us out at two dollar late fee.com Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.